Welcome back to Podcast 95 of 2023. I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. You can follow me on Twitter at OBKiev. Follow us at The Icebreakers. Follow us on social media slash The Icebreakers. This episode is being brought to you by this season. For the best contests in all of sports, please visit www.thesn.com slash OB to play for thousands of dollars with thousands of people across the world. If you'd like to support the Icebreakers and benefit from our premium plays, please visit theicebreakers.com, click shop, and become a member. Pick any for winning cappers. Get the premium plays for line moves. You can also support us on patreon.com. And if nothing else, please visit the Icebreakers and become a free picks and telegram subscriber. We are back after a crazy weekend of sports, uh, especially in the NFL. Another <laughs> crazy weekend and some very crazy endings to some games big swings big penalties big mishaps went on sunday all day long but we'll go over that and i'm also going to go over something i've been working on all week long and that is college football bowl game spreads and motivational spots as well as home field so very excited to get into that but before we get into that little recap from the weekend the army navy game just a a crazy ending with that safety really affected the total in that game i believe it closed at 28 so that would count as a push this is the first total that didn't go under in years i mean the thing was bought down so far i mean I, if you're going to be betting this game, you should have did it a long time ago based upon the uh, under. If you took under 28 or 27 and a half, even worse, which was popping in a lot of books, then I really can't feel sorry for you because you took a stale line. And uh, this game was really intense and it was trending under until the very end. And uh, some really massive screw ups by uh, Navy quarterback Ty Levati fumbling the ball giving them a score right off the bat didn't even be able to get the defense off they just took the ball from them and scored the touchdown and navy actually had a fighting chance to get back in that game at the very end it was a a nail biter if you're an underbetter in this game such as i because if that touchdown actually did happen at the end well i would at least covered the smaller bet on the spread but uh my total would have been toast but either way That was the only college game that we had for the weekend, and then the NFL hit pretty much on Sunday. And we'll cover the NFL in our good, bad, and the ugly segment. But like I said, before we get into that, let's talk about some college football and some motivational spots for these games. So there's quite a few bowl games. Uh, They start this weekend on Saturday, December 16th. I'm going to have a handicap, a basic handicap, you know, yards per play, uh, EPA most likely, uh, rushing and passing, and some thoughts and maybe a play in these games or a lean. So make sure you're checking us out at theodsbreakers.com. I believe our next podcast will cover that. But either way, I'm just going to talk about my prediction on their motivation. Am I right about everything? Heck no. You know, I'm not going to be right about some of this stuff, but I'm right about most of it. And that's how you get ahead of some of these line moves. 
So I want to share that information with you. Uh, some of these lines, I think, still have plenty of room to move before kickoff. All right, let's get into December 16th on Saturday, the first bowl game, Myrtle Beach Bowl, Ohio versus Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern minus four, total 49. Ohio's motivation, I have medium low. I personally would rather party in Myrtle Beach rather than winning a meaningless game if I'm from Ohio. And Georgia Southern's motivation, I would say medium high. Not new for Georgia folks to be by the ocean. I would say uh, Clay Helton will have them motivated, although he hasn't been great in bowl games, only one in five against the spread. There is no home field advantage on this bowl. The Celebration Bowl, Florida A&M versus Howard. <laughs> you know, not a lot of info on this. I don't even see a line, but uh, both should be very motivated, being that they are smaller schools in the FCS making a bowl game. No home field advantage. Uh, the... New Orleans Bowl, Jacksonville State versus Louisiana. Louisiana plus three total, 56.5. Jacksonville State's motivation I have is medium. I would assume the kids want to play their first bowl game, but Rich Rod is only two and nine against the spread in bowls. So that brings it down to medium for me. Louisiana, their motivation is medium. Not the best situation staying close to home, but I expect them to be averagely motivated in this game home field definitely louisiana only 138 miles away while jacksonville state is over 400 the cure bowl miami ohio versus app state app state minus five and a half total 47 miami ohio's motivation medium high cold weather team in warm weather but chuck martin is 4-0 in bowl games appalachian state's motivations medium low i think the kids well want a vacation from all the hillbillies out in west virginia home field none new mexico bowl new mexico state versus fresno state plus three and a half total is 51 new mexico state's motivation is medium low i feel that new mexican new mexico state wanted a better bowl game than having to stay at home practically uh fresno state's motivation medium low might be best to go and visit where Breaking Bad was filmed rather than play in this awful destination of a bowl game. Uh, home field advantage is definitely for New Mexico State, being that alumni live in Albuquerque. All right, you, UCLA, they're going to be playing in the LA Bowl. UCLA versus Boise State. Boise State plus two and a half, total 50. No travel for UCLA, and their motivation should be medium high. It's going to be more of business, I think. Um, it's not the greatest matchup, but Boise State's a good team, so they'll uh, embrace it. Uh, playing at home is going to help them motivation. And Boise State's motivation should be medium. They accomplished their goals to win the Mountain West and might not care as much to play UCLA this year. Uh, home is definitely UCLA. It's in their city. But there will be Boise State folks there. So just they travel well. I would say about 1.5 points of home field advantage for UCLA. The Independence Bowl, Cal versus Texas Tech. Texas Tech plus three, total is 58. Cal's motivation, high. Cal hasn't been to a bowl in a while, and they should come to play. Texas Tech's motivation is medium. Hard to tell with this team as they don't have to travel very far, and it doesn't seem so rewarding, so I have to just put medium uh, home field is none. N nobody's driving over 500 miles for this game. Monday, December 18th, the famous Toastery Bowl. Old Dominion versus Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky plus two and a half, total 55.5. Western Kentucky's motivation should be medium. Not a great matchup, but I would see 
uh, I could see they're, some, they're being motivated more for this game. And Old Dominion's motivation should be high. Uh, Western Kentucky is a bigger name to beat than their own, and they'll be excited to play in this bowl game. There is no home field advantage for this location. Tuesday, December 19th, the Frisco Bowl, Marshall versus UTSA. UTSA minus 10, total 54.5. Marshall's motivation, medium low. Not sure what there is to do in Frisco, but it has to be better than what they're doing in West Virginia. Uh, UTSA's motivation, medium high. I think they might want to put uh, one of their formal former rivals uh, to bed. I, I think they're going to like that for UTSA. Uh, Marshall was bigger than them before, so... I, I just see more motivation for UTSA in this game. The home field is slight for UTSA being 300 miles away, but nothing major. Thursday, December 21st, the Boca Raton Bowl, USF versus Syracuse. Syracuse minus three, total is 61. USF, South Florida's motivation, it should be high. Get to beat a Power 5 school. Heck yeah, why not? Um, Syracuse's motivation, just medium. To be determined if new coach Fran Brown will be there. I'm not sure about that. Maybe you guys know and you can tweet at me at OB Kiev or at the Odds Breakers. Uh, so South Florida definitely has home field yet here. Um, I, even though they do, I don't think the stadium really fills up all that much in Boca Raton. Um, not a massive bowl. Friday, December 22nd, the Gasparilla Bowl. UCF versus Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech plus 4.5, total 64.5. Georgia Tech's motivation, high. They don't make a lot of bowl games, and this is a great opportunity to beat the Big 12, even though they're just added to the Big 12. UCF's motivation, medium high. This team um, should be about business, playing very close to home, and UCF definitely has a home field advantage here at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay. So they're only like 100 miles away here. So there you go. Uh, Saturday, December 23rd, the Birmingham Bowl, Duke versus Troy. Troy minus 7.5. Total is 44 in Birmingham, Alabama. I suppose I should have started naming the cities here, but uh, I will here on out. Duke's motivations, medium low. I think that Duke had higher aspirations this year, and they also uh, lost their coach. So uh, I, I don't see a lot of motivation for Duke, but Troy's motivation is going to be medium. Nice to play a power five, but it's Duke. You know, not all that rewarding after winning the Sun Belt. So hard to, fig hard to figure this one. Troy gets a home field advantage being only 145 miles away from Birmingham. The Camellia Bowl, Northern Illinois versus Arkansas State. Arkansas State plus one, total 53.5 in Montgomery, Alabama. Arkansas State's motivation, medium. Uh, I think that they should want to take uh, care of business here. I, I would even say medium high. So we'll, we'll, we'll put it as medium high because Butch Jones is actually six in one ATS in bowl games, medium high. And then uh, Northern Illinois' motivation is just medium, uh, you know, why not beat another group of five team, I guess, but I, I can't tell in this situation. Slight advantage to Arkansas State for being closer to home, but they're still like 400 miles away. Uh, uh, Montgomery, Alabama to Arkansas, 400 miles. Uh, Armed Forces Bowl, Air Force versus James Madison. James Madison minus three, total is 41, and this is in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, Air Force motivation high. They always want to win the Armed Forces Bowl. While Coach Calhoun is 8-4 and four ATS, James Madison's motivation is high. Uh, first bowl game, hell yes. Both teams are going to be very motivated here. And no home field advantage being both over 700 miles away, but Air Force will sure certainly show up. Uh, famous 
Idaho Potato Bowl, Utah State versus Georgia State. Georgia State plus one, total 63.5 in Albertson Stadium in Boise, Idaho. Utah State's motivation, low. This is not a rewarding place to play. It's almost like a prison sentence playing at a place you need to travel every other year for your conference games anyway. Georgia State's motivation, I'm going to say medium low. Uh, They'll be on a business trip until they actually land in Boise. Then they're going to want to leave. Last week, Japanese scientists placed explosive detonators at the bottom of Lake Loch Ness to blow Nessie out of the water. The 68 Ventures Bowl, Eastern Michigan versus South Alabama. South Alabama, minus 16, total 47. Eastern Michigan's motivation should be medium high. Chris Creighton is 4-1 ATS in bowl games, and he is a massive dog here. Great location for them as well. Mobile right by the ocean there. And South Alabama's motivation is medium. This program's been on the rise over the past few years. They did play in a bowl last year. This is literally a whole game, home game for South Alabama. You know, literally. There's uh, going to be a few Eastern Michigan fans there uh, vacationing. But there you go. The Las Vegas Bowl, Utah versus Northwestern. Northwestern plus seven, total 41.5 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Utah's motivation is medium. This team had higher expectations, but it's still a cool place to play. And Northwestern's motivation is medium high. What a great place and a great bowl for ending a great season, overcoming expectations for the Wildcats. David Braun is going to have them fired up. Their new coach there, he did a fantastic job. Unbelievable what Northwestern did. Uh, home, really none, but Utah is closer. But I think both teams are going to show up from, uh, or both fan bases are going to show up. Hawaii Bowl, Coastal Carolina versus San Jose State. San Jose State minus nine and a half total is 53.5 in Honolulu, Hawaii. Great destination for Coastal Carolina, but their motivation is going to be low. I doubt that these kids ever get to Hawaii that often. I think they're just going to want to have fun. San Jose State's motivation is high. This team is going to be on a business trip. They go there every other year for the conference. They should want to win the game and uh, just show that they're the true Mountain West champs. I think they're going to be really fired up being that they weren't selected for the uh, Mountain West championship. Home, none. I think both fans should travel. Uh, Tuesday, December 26th, the Quick Lane Bowl. Bowling Green versus Minnesota. Minnesota minus four total is uh, 38 in Detroit, Michigan. Bowling Green's motivation is high. Not a great destination, but still a good opponent to try and beat. And Minnesota's motivation is going to be low. Ugly opponent to face and a bad destination for the Gophers. Uh, home is going to be Bowling Green's, only 80 miles away. Not sure how many Gophers are going to show up. Not even sure if the stadium is going to fill up. First responder bowl, Texas State versus Rice. Rice minus four and a half. Total is 59.5 in Dallas, Texas. General Ford Stadium, by the way, not uh, AT&T. Texas State's motivation's high playing an in-state rival, and Rice's motivation's high playing an in-state rival. Uh, Both of these teams were about exactly the same distance from Dallas, 245 miles-ish. So there you go. The guaranteed rate bowl, UNLV versus Kansas. Kansas minus 12.5 total is 64.5 in Chase Field, Phoenix, Arizona. was just there on Friday night for a Billy Joel and... Uh, Stevie Nicks concert was fantastic. Uh, UNLV's motivation should be high. Get to play a Power 5 team is always nice. And Kansas's motivation is medium. Not a great opponent. But we'll see. Uh, Lance Leopold's 5-1 ATS in bowl games, so he might still get them fired up. 
So high for UNLV, medium for Kansas State, and home field is UNLV only being 300 miles away. So I think they show up. Maybe just give them a one-point home field advantage. Wednesday, December 27th, the Military Bowl, Tulane versus Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech minus 7.5. The total is 58. In Annapolis, Maryland, Tulane's motivation is medium. They lost to the American Athletic Conference. Uh, they lost their bowl, their game against uh, uh, SMU. But they at least get to play a Power 5 team and try to wipe them off the planet. Uh, Virginia Tech's motivation, medium. Uh, you know, this is not a great bowl game for them, but, I mean, they're going to be happy to play in one again. They haven't done that in a little while. It's been a minute for them. So I, I see some uh, possible motivation for them. A home is just a little for Virginia Tech as alumni should be lurking in this area. I would say about one point home field advantage. The Duke's Mayo Bowl. West Virginia versus North Carolina. North Carolina plus three. Total is 56.5 played at a Bank of American Stadium in Charlotte. West Virginia's motivation, high. This team did well this year, and I expect them to put up a plethora of points. And North Carolina's motivation is medium. Will Drake may even play? Probably not. Uh, uh, I guess, you know, we'll see. But if I'm going to the NFL draft, I'm not playing this game. Uh, UNC only 140 miles from Charlotte compared to 375 for West Virginia. So home, you're going to give it for uh, North Carolina a point and a half or so, in my opinion. Holiday Bowl, number 15, Louisville versus USC. USC plus eight, total 57.5 at Petco Park in San Diego, California. Louisville's motivation is high. Every team wants to beat USC's ass, and USC's motivation is low. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Uh <laughs> This team actually thought they had a playoff chance earlier in the season. Man, uh, they're not going to want to play this game. You, you, home is definitely USC, and they get a little bump for home field in San Diego, but pff, I don't think that's going to matter. The two-hour drive might not even be made by some of their alumni. Texas Bowl, number 20, Oklahoma State versus Texas A&M. Texas A&M minus three, total 53 in Houston, Texas. Oklahoma State's motivation is medium high. I think they want to try and beat an SEC team, and Texas A&M's motivation is medium high as well. Not a great bowl, but they're rebuilding for next year with a new coach in Mike Elko, so there might be some excitement due to that. Kind of you saw the same type of situation with Wisconsin last year when they beat Oklahoma State uh, themselves. They had a new coach in Ritter. Home, Texas A&M is only 95 miles away from Houston. Give them the full three for home field advantage. Thursday, December 28th, the Fenway Bowl. Number 24, SMU versus Boston College. Boston College is plus 11. Total is at 51. The location, Fenway Park, Boston, Massachusetts. And SMU's motivation is medium-low. They deserved a much better bowl than this, in my opinion. Uh, they got screwed. Liberty instead got the better bowl. Boston College's motivation is medium-high. Literally staying at home, but they haven't went bowling in a while. Home, Boston College is pl pretty much playing at home in Boston right there. Give them full three for home field advantage. The Pinstripe Bowl, Rutgers versus Miami, Florida. Uh, Miami minus two and a half, total 41.5 in the Bronx, Yankee Stadium. Uh, Rutgers motivation is high. Good opponent, yet uh, pretty dang close to home. Miami's motivation is going to be medium low. You know, <laughs> when's this team ever motivated in a bowl game? Home field is definitely Rutgers, 47 miles away from Yankee Stadium. 
the Pop-Tarts Bowl, number 18, North NC State versus number 25, Kansas State. Kansas State minus three total is 47, located in Orlando, Florida. NC State's motivation is high. Great opponent in great location for the bowl game. Kansas State's motivation is medium. They had higher aspirations this year. Should not have choked against Missouri. Um, they'll want to play. Home is really none. The Alamo Bowl, number 14, Arizona versus number 12, Oklahoma. Oklahoma plus three total is 47. In the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas, TV channel ESPN. Arizona's motivation is high. Hell yes. Getting it to a bowl game and facing Oklahoma, just so great for this school. And Oklahoma's motivation is low. This team was thinking playoffs, but they blew it versus their in-state rival in Oklahoma State. So no motivation here. I expect quite a few sit-outs. We already know their quarterback is transferring. Friday, December 29th, the Gator Bowl. Number 22, Kentucky versus Clemson. Clemson minus 6.5, total is 46.5, located in Everbank Stadium, Jacksonville, Florida. Kentucky's motivation is high. Great game selection for this undeserving team. And Clemson's motivation is just medium Dabo gets his guys up, though, for games, uh, even if they're not playoffs. So at least medium for Clemson. Home is really nothing. 20, the Tiger Sun Bowl. Number 19, Oregon State versus number 16, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, I say, and a half total is 44. This should be the opt-out bowl because a bunch of kids are opting out here in El Paso, Texas. Oregon State's motivation is medium low. Coach is gone, and this team has no uh, conference right now. I just... Ugh. I feel bad for this team. Uh, Notre Dame's motivation is medium. They lost some guys, but some will still stay and try to ball for next year. So I see some motivation for Notre Dame. Liberty Bowl, Memphis versus Iowa State. Iowa State minus 8.5, total 57.5. Located at uh, Nissan Stadium, Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis's motivation is high. Nice to play a Power 5 team in a nice bowl. And Iowa State's motivation is medium low. Not sure what to think of the clones here. I would personally rather check out nash vegas myself if i was a clone uh home is uh memphis 215 miles away that's just what three and a half hour drive not even the tigers uh will get a couple points here for home field advantage the cotton bowl uh number nine missouri versus number seven ohio state ohio state plus two and a half total 49 weird seeing ohio state as a dog here uh dallas texas but missouri's motivation is gonna be very high they get a BCS Bowl versus Ohio State. Are you kidding me? Nice reward for a great season. Ohio State's motivation, to be honest with you, I have, I have medium. I didn't put them at low. I mean, we've seen this before. Careful, you know. Everyone thought Ohio State would not be motivated a few years ago in the Rose Bowl versus Utah when everyone sat out. Well, some of the players that didn't set out balled out, and they beat Utah. That was an amazing game. Uh Ohio State might be motivated here. Saturday, December 30th, the Peach Bowl. Number 11, Ole Miss versus number 10, Penn State. Penn State minus three and a half, total 49.5. At Atlanta, Georgia, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Oh, Ole Miss's motivation's high. Penn State's a good matchup in a great bowl. And Penn State's motivation's high. Great bowl for the bullies of the Big Ten. No home field advantage. You know, you think that more SEC people will be in Georgia, but I don't know. I, I think Penn State travels pretty well. Music City Bowl, Maryland versus Auburn. Auburn minus two and a half total is 50 in Nashville, Tennessee. Maryland's motivation's high. Great bowl for this school, and Auburn's motivation's high. Hugh Freeze is 5-1 and one ATS in bowl games. He will get his kids up for it. There is no home field advantage in this game. The Orange Bowl, 
Number six, Georgia versus number five, Florida State. Florida State plus 14. The total is 45. Located in Hard Rock Stadium, Miami, Florida. Georgia's motivation I have is medium high. You know, they didn't accomplish their goals, but Kirby might just want to prove something here. He's got a good bowl ATS record at eight and three. And Florida State's motivation, I have I have this as high. All right, now hear me out on this. The only way to save face, to prove the committee wrong, is to play your asses off in this game and win it, right? I mean, you would now have to. They put you in a spot against the toughest team in football, literally. Uh, <laughs> a lot of power ratings still have Georgia number one. Mine doesn't, but it's very close to Michigan. The biggest concern I have is that Mike Norvell is 0-5 ATS in bowl games. I mean, other than that, if you're Florida State, get out there and try to win this game, and then you can take, uh, obviously, a chunk. <laughs> it may even make some T-shirts. Heck, I'll buy one that you are the national champions of 2023. Arizona Bowl, Wyoming versus Toledo. Toledo plus three, total 44.5 in Tucson, Arizona. Barstools Bowl, really. Uh, TV channels, actually Barstool's freaking website. <laughs> or the CW, I believe. Uh, Wyoming's motivation is going to be high. Craig Bull announced his retirement. The kids like him, and they're going to play so hard. And Toledo's motivation is low. Jason Candle is 1-5 ATS in bowl games. I expect low effort here for Toledo. So there you go. There's no home field advantage. Toledo's quarterback's already transferring as well. Monday, January 1st. The ReliQuest Bowl, Wisconsin versus number 13, LSU. LSU minus 10.5 total is 56 in Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. Wisconsin's motivation is high. <laughs> great bowl for these kids. Beating an SEC team would be a great start to the 2024 year. And LSU's motivation is going to be medium low. Good bowl game, but this team had higher aspirations here. And I expect Jane Daniels to sit out. You know, are you going to get a ton of NAL money to come back? Maybe he does, but I, I don't know. I, I expect him to sit out and go to the NFL. You know, you're you're sacrificing a lot if you stay here. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think he's gone. Um, so there you go. Uh, the Citrus Bowl, number twenty-one, Ellis, uh, Tennessee. Uh, by the way, no home field advantage for the Willie Quest Bowl in Tampa, Florida. Citrus Bowl, number one, 21 Tennessee versus number 17 Iowa. Iowa plus eight and a half total is 36.5 in Orlando, Florida. Tennessee's motivation is medium. Not sure what the big need is here for a big performance against a team with no offense. And Iowa's motivation is going to be high. This team earned a great bowl game based on punting the ball. <laughs> They're the best punting team in all of NFL or college football history. You know, in history. So give them props for their special teams and their defense home field is none for uh this bowl itself the fiesta bowl number 23 liberty versus number eight oregon oregon minus 16 total 65.5 in glendale arizona state farm stadium liberty's motivation high huge bowl game for an undefeated team prove it baby that's what they're doing and uh they're undefeated so you know they can pull a card from UCF, but uh, I mean, their schedule was really bad, though. <laughs> much worse than UCF's that year when they went undefeated and beat Auburn. Oregon's motivation's medium low. I mean, maybe try to save further embarrassment, but man, I expect a ton of opouts. I, I don't know why Bo Nix would play this game. Home field, none, in my opinion, but geez, I think like this should, could be one where Oregon doesn't travel. Even though they normally travel well, why travel to this game all the way across the country? 
Well, I mean, you're south, I guess. It's not all the way across the country, but still three-hour flight, uh, 20-some hour, 20-hour drive. Or just don't show up. Uh, I don't think Bo Nix will. So you're going to be have the people there cheering for the dog, obviously. CFB Invitational, semifinal, Rose Bowl. Number four, Alabama versus number one, Michigan. Michigan minus one and a half total is 45.5 at Rose Bowl Stadium, Pasadena, California. Both teams motivated. The, the, the so-called natties on the line. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, home field is none. And obviously, same with the Sugar Bowl. Texas, number three versus number two, Washington. Washington plus four, total 64. New Orleans, Louisiana at the Caesars Superdome. Uh, Texas's motivation is going to be high, and Washington's motivation is obviously going to be high. Nothing different for that one. And obviously, for the championship of the Invitational, I'm not going to recognize it until they figure it out. The Invitational Championship, Monday, January 8th, at uh, NRG Stadium in Houston. We'll see who wins, and see, we'll see who gets to play in that game. My guess is going to be Michigan versus Washington. Yep, that's what I said. That's my guess. Michigan against Washington. All right. Keep in mind to check for further bowl updates. I retweet some of that stuff. Obviously, I've been giving out plays. I'm going to keep giving out plays. And starting this weekend, we're for our Thursday show. I'll break it. I'll break down the games uh, for this weekend and going into next week. I'm going to do it week by week as they come across this schedule. <laughs> The good, the bad, and the ugly from the weekend. All right, starting with the good. And I guess this would be for next weekend, but college basketball has been good. Not so much from a betting standpoint. I started off real hot. I've kind of teetered off a little bit, but I expect a a rebound here. Uh, Always happens. Purdue versus Arizona is going to be this weekend. What a wonderful game because both of these teams are top three, right? Maybe four. Maybe it's UConn, Kansas, Purdue, and Arizona in whatever order you want. But, man, that's going to be a wonderful game this weekend. So that's a good. Uh, Another good. uh, Big teams losing. (laughs) And that's in college basketball, too. The Zags lost this weekend. BYU lost to the rival at Utah this weekend. And Colorado State, everyone's darling, just lost at home to St. Mary's. So, I mean, that was pretty good to see. Uh, some upsets over the weekend. The Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, holy cow, blew out the Eagles, really. just Eagles had no chance, and they even gave the Eagles a defensive touchdown and still beat them by double digits. I mean, Cowboys just put their foot on the gas here. So you wonder uh, what's their thoughts for uh, coming into the playoff season. They are the number two seed as it sits right now. Another good, Brock Purdy. He's the favorite now for the Heisman, and why not? The kid's a baller. He's doing fantastic. Of course, it's all big part of Kyle Shanahan, but so what? You're doing it. You know it, That's how it is. Brady and Belichick work together. Brock Purdy is going to work just great with uh, Shanahan, but I will do think that, that it is different. If Brock Purdy did leave San Francisco, I don't think he would be as good as Tom Brady was in Tampa. Uh, Chicago Bears. Oh, I got to think that the people that bet the under 7.5 might be a little bit nervous here. Because the Bears just beat a very good Lions team at home. They should have beat the Lions a few weeks ago. The Bears have eight losses and five wins. The Bears' schedule is very, very workable over the next few weeks. I'm just going to bring it up. 
They play at Cleveland, a Joe Flacco Cleveland. Okay, who knows? Could be a win. The Cardinals at home. That should be a win. Uh, not guaranteeing anything, but the Falcons at home. I think the Bears will match up just fine against the Falcons, especially if Fields is running like he did the last few games. And then the Bears are finishing up at the Packers, and that could decide it. Right now, I see two wins for sure, so get to seven, right? I see Cardinals and Falcons. But if they get this win at Cleveland, this could be literally an 8-9 team. God forbid they win all four teams and make the playoffs. Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? All right. Next, we have the Bengals. Holy cow. Taking care of business there. Certainly took some turnovers and some little bit of luck at the end. Dumb decision by uh, what's-his-face Peterson at the end, in my opinion. And a lot of analysts say it was the correct decision, but I'll tell you how it wasn't shortly. And then the Rams and their effort was great, and that made a great Baltimore game. A lot of people were biting their nails at Baltimore in a big teaser. Thank goodness they won that game. And, you know, they, they got ahead by three, and then the Rams drive right down the field. Pukunukua, a little bit of a Cooper Cup, and uh, yeah, game's tied. You know, went to overtime and barely got into overtime because a punt return touchdown. That was just an exciting game. Now for the bad. Navy getting a safety to push the total was bad. Oh, man. Uh, it was at 26. They already, Army already failed the two-point conversion to go up by more points. And uh, there you go. Navy gets the safety at the last second because Army just ran it out of the end zone. Could have just threw it out of bounds, but nope, he took the safety. And that pushed the total. Just crazy switch of uh, money on that one. Michigan State. Man, they're bad at basketball right now. Are they 4-4 four and four or something? Wow, you got to fix that Michigan State. Izzo, he gets a lot of props, and I'm not so sure he's been so deserving of them as of late. Uh, another bad NCAA home court advantage. Dude, the market is like factoring five to six points here at least, and it's working. Uh, NBA home teams are higher ATS. It's not like a amazing amount, but that's what your, these spreads are. You know, it, Ken Palm and... Torvik and all that had has much lower spreads at home, and the market is accounting for the home field advantage, and it's officiating. Next is the Texans losing to the Jets. I mean, that's just bad. Now, there are some big hits in that game and some screw-ups and some injuries that obviously contribute, but bad for the Texans as they were running so well over the past you know few weeks and then drop one of the Jags and drop one of the Jets. Lions and Bears, that was uh, a crazy circa millions because the top five choices was that game on both sides, uh, like number four and number five. Uh, I think more people had the Lions in this position. Uh, yeah, 1,273 picked the Lions, 1,233 picked the Bears. I was one of those on the Bears. And hopefully you got those free plays I sent out both hit this week. Uh, Justin Herbert, his injury to his hand, man, his fingers have just been taking a beating this year in the NFL. So that's bad for Chargers uh, fans, but hey, under nine and a half, just cashed this week. Uh, AFC South, man, they're bad this week. And Jacksonville getting beat and the Colts getting beat, not covering. Houston getting beat, not covering. And we'll see what the Titans do against Miami tonight. But man, ouch. Uh, DK Metcalf, uh, 
his ejection. Uh, that was really bad. And I think that was kind of instigated by Warner, too. I mean, he's a very fiery, mouthy player anyway. I don't feel bad for him, but man, that was a bad look how he got in Warner's face and pushed him and everything. Now for the ugly. Pittsburgh's defense on Thursday night. Holy cow, is that bad? Allowing the Patriots three touchdowns like that? The over hit in the first half. You know, very ugly for Pittsburgh there. And uh, yeah, they ended up losing that game. Another ugly was just Navy fumbling that TD for Navy betters. Navy should have been back in that game, and it should have been a pick em. I personally uh, am upset about that because Latai... Levatai was just very bad at the end there, and he, he did complete some passes, but it wasn't enough. And then another ugly, Mahomes crying at the officials after the game, just blowing up the same officiating crew in the Super Bowl that gave him that defensive holding call, that soft-ass defensive holding call when holding was being allowed all game. The refs hand you that. And you're yelling at that crew? It's the very same crew. Now, I don't know what happened with this Kadarius Tony thing. And there's some weird uh, deleted tweets from Josh Cohen, a CBS NFL guy. I have no idea what's going on with that stuff. But either way, um, just throwing a hissy fit when you have been the benefactor of biased officiating for the last four or five years absolutely drives me nuts. And Andy Reid backing it up too, you know, saying it was an embarrassment. Dude, they gave you the AFC championship game against the Bengals when Mahomes was halfway in bounce and got called for a late hit out of bounce to get the first down. You know, are you serious? This team, if any, should never be talking about officiating. <laughs> um, next, you have the Vikings versus the Raiders game. Oh, my God, was that ugly. That was absolutely despicable. It was 0-0 zero to zero all the way till late in the fourth quarter when the Vikings kicked the field goal to win the game. But, man, there is, that was just a disgusting game to watch. And I was the stupid one to bet the over in that game. I have no idea why I did that. <laughs> Next, we have the Jags going for two, blowing everybody's circumillions play. I had Jags plus three and a half. It was my only loss, and I, I just cannot believe he did it. Now, some analytics people are saying, oh, it makes sense because if you get the two, you get to win the game. If you get the other, no, it doesn't make sense. First of all, the analytics on it, the numbers are very, very close to 50-50. And number two, what you're doing there is after your offense worked its ass off to get that touchdown, is saying, hey, let's flip a coin real quick. And you're not even guaranteed a win because you still got to get the onside. At least if you kick the extra point and get it, the easy thing, you still got the momentum. And then you kick the onside kick, you'll, you miss it because you know even if you get it, you got to go all the way downfield and score a touchdown now. No timeouts left. No one's talking about that. The fact that they had no timeouts. Dude, you, you make the field shorter if you have no timeouts and get the, ex, the, the field goal to get into overtime. This, there is no arguing against that. That is absolutely a terrible job by Peterson, and it was a bad beat for all of us on the Jaguars at plus three and a half. There are two kinds of spurs, my friend. Those that come in by the door, those that come in by the window. All right, now it's time for a little NFL Week 14 misleading final scores. And I really only have two of them. The Falcons outgained the Buccaneers. 434 yards to 290, yet lost 29 to 25. A 1-0 turnover ratio, nine sacks taken, and poor red zone efficiency got the dirty birds there. 
You've always been bad in the red zone. Uh, the Panthers outgained the Saints 303 to 207, yet lost 28 to 6. Two to one turnover ratio and just poor play calling and quarterback play killed the Panthers. Wow, is that team in the doldrums this year? That's it for misleading final scores. Now NFL Week 15 betting spots, letdown spots. The Cowboys could let down some at Buffalo after beating their rival Eagles. We'll see. Buffalo is a desperate team right now uh, to make the playoffs. The Bears could flatten out also at Cleveland next week after a good win against division rival the Lions. Getting a little revenge on that one too. Get up spots. Any team trying to make the playoffs. I'm not going to mention any. Just If you're in the playoff line, this is a get up spot for you. doesn't mean you're going to win the game, but that's just, you know, look at them as somebody who's desperate. Uh, look ahead spots. The Bengals could look past the Vikings to the Steelers. Uh, I know they have to make the playoffs too. But, I mean, it, it took a lot out of them to play those last two games without Burrow. I think maybe they come back down to earth a little bit. And the 49ers, they could easily look past the Cardinals after beating the uh, uh, the Seahawks, their rival in the Seahawks. And they got the Ravens on deck. They can look past the Cardinals to the Ravens. That's a possibility and a very possible Super Bowl matchup for this year. All right. So just really quick back to that two-point conversion thing with uh Doug Peterson. I have five reasons that it was the wrong decision. And you can disagree with me. I'd like to hear it if you do. You can feel free to DM me or Twitter at the odds breakers, but my five reasons are this. The Jaguars were averaging 4 yards per play against the best short yardage defense in the NFL and the Browns. Chances of making that was probably less than 40%. You're going to take the 90 to 95% extra point. But even if you made it, the Jags still would have had to get in the field goal range after recovering the onside kick. That doesn't change. If missed, then you have to drive the whole length of the field if you get the onside kick with no timeouts. That's the key. Also, even if they made it, there's more pressure on the field goal kicker to go from losing to winning than go from losing to a tie. That's been proven. It's more pressure to go from losing to winning. Ask anybody trying to make a clutch shot in basketball. Uh, the Jaguars also lost all momentum by missing the two. An extra point continues the momentum of the drive to recover the onside kick. And finally, number five, the Jaguars look completely spent after that drive. Lawrence was still injured from that last game. We were shocked he was playing. And uh, you could see that in their faces. The Jags didn't buy into the idea of going for two at that spot. So it was a bad decision. No matter what analytics guys say, I, I myself am an analytics guy. And 95% of situations, I'm always siding on the analytics side of the ball. But in this case, no. This is clearly uh, a time where you go for one, try to get that onside kick, tie the game, force overtime. All right, now it's time for a little fantasy football, and I wish Dave was coming on, but he is sick today. So I'll just be uh, getting through this myself, going over some of my thoughts for fantasy football. Obviously, there's two games tonight, uh, Green Bay uh, versus the Giants and the Titans versus Miami Dolphins. So we don't have all the data yet, but we'll do the best we can. Bye weeks are over, so that's good. But this is week 15, baby, playoffs. Here we go. Fantasy football playoffs. So key injuries. Quarterback C.J. Stroud had a concussion on that late hit that was not called. And uh, he is in danger of missing next week. 
Also, Geno Smith was a surprise scratch with a groin injury, so we don't know if he's going to make it in this week. Quarterback Josh Dobbs lost his job this week. He's toast. Maybe even back to the back to the practice squad for him. Kind of a bummer for a guy that was getting all that publicity, right? Uh, quarterback Justin Herbert broke his index finger in his throwing hand. I don't think he's going to be back, man. This team is, has nine. Oh no, no, they have eight losses. They're pretty close to being out of the playoffs. Uh, Josh Jacobs on the Raiders hurt his knee early in that Vikings matchup and went out. Wide receiver Justin Jefferson went out with a chest injury. Uh, that destroyed one of my leagues. Uh, Tutu Atwell left the game with a concussion for the Rams. Wide receiver Nico Collins hurt his calf versus the Jets. He could miss next week or longer. And Tyler Higbee was a late scratch for the Rams last week. So those are my key injuries. My waiver wire starts with running backs. Amir Amir Abdullah for the Jacobs injury might be key, but I think the bigger one is Zamir White. I think he's going to be the guy for the Raiders, if not Amir. So I prefer Zamir rather than Amir in that situation. Uh, quarterback Drew Locke is a speculative ad if you need a streamer this week. Davis Mills as well if Stroud can't play. Uh, I both have very good wide receivers. I trust Mills a little bit more. Quarterback Joe Flacco will be starting from here on out, according to Stefanski. What could go wrong? Announce Joe Flacco, your starting quarterback. What could go wrong? Uh, quarterback Nick Mullins looks like to be the starter with the Vikings here on out. Quarterback Easton Stick will try to stick it to the Raiders this week for the Chargers and the Herbert injury. Uh, tight end Hunter Henry pissed off all of his former owners and scored two touchdowns on Thursday, so he's probably going to be hot on the waivers. Wide, re- uh, wide receiver Odell Beckham was strong this week for the Ravens with 10 targets, and wide receiver Robert Woods is back in with the Dell and Collins injuries for the Texans. So Mills still has some receivers to throw to, uh, Brown and Woods. Non-starters trending up for Week 15. Quarterback Matthew Stafford versus the Commanders has a great matchup this week. Wide receiver Romeo Dobbs at Tampa has a good matchup. Quarterback Aiden O'Connell may do okay at the Chargers. Uh, Wide receivers Jackson Smith and the Jigba versus the Eagles should have a great game. The Eagles have been just bleeding passing yards. And wide receiver K.J. Osborne versus Cincinnati should be good if Jefferson can't go. I think Jefferson will go this week, though, but, man, he better produce. Running back Jameer Gibbs versus Denver should do well. And running back Devin Achin versus the Jets will ball out this week. Uh, Bus. Running back James Conner versus the 49ers has a rough matchup. Don't love him. Or running back Jerome Ford versus the Bears. Not a good matchup for him either. Running back Khalil Herbert versus the Browns on the other side of things does not have a good matchup, as I was explaining before uh, about Cleveland's defense. Uh, Quarterback Joe Flacco should come back down to earth a little bit against the Bears, so he's a bust. Uh, Running back Keaton Mitchell versus the Jags could fade away some. Running back Derrick Henry, believe it or not, versus the Texans doesn't have a great matchup. Quarterback Justin Fields could choke against the Browns. You never know. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence versus the Ravens has it rough. Quarterback Josh Allen versus Dem Cowboys might have hit kind of hard. Running back Ezekiel Elliott versus the Chiefs has it rough. Uh, all Patriots really do against the Chiefs. A very pissed off bunch of uh, crybaby Chiefs 
right <laughs> uh, running back Saquon Barkley versus the Saints might have it rough man does those Chiefs kind of flip the script here they're kind of now turning into the bad boys almost the maybe the unlike team uh, in a way uh, after they complained so much last week uh, that brings us to our nasty sleeper we're gonna go with wide receiver Odell Beckham he could do some great things here at Jacksonville Jacksonville's been terrible against the pass I expect more out of Lamar Jackson, and I think ODB is becoming his favorite target besides Flowers. So I like Odell Beckham this week at Jacksonville. One thing I didn't do was give you a free play for uh, college football. I'm going to change it to the NFL, being that it's NFL season, and we're going to give you plenty of free plays for college football on our next episode. So for the NFL, uh, we went... Let's see here. I've made a few plays already. I like the Vikings. We'll take the Vikings plus four. Look for a four and a half again uh, for 2.5 stars. I think the Bengals are a little bit fake here. I know Jake Browning is playing some really good quarterback, but here's the thing. The Vikings are playing for the playoff hopes. I like the fact that Mullins will most likely be the starter here. Even if Dobbs is a starter, I like what the Vikings defense has been doing. They really slowed down the Bears a couple weeks ago. The Bears are just an improved team. You know, believe it or not, they're looking pretty good so far. But these are just too many points for this Vikings team that should be able to find success against a weaker Cincinnati Bengals passing defense. I like Mullins, and he's going to play most likely. Either way, the Vikings have a good enough offense to put enough points to cover this spread. I'm not a big uh, believer in Zach Taylor. I like the Vikings for 2.5 stars plus the four points. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. All right, my friends, that's it for this episode. Make sure you tune in Thursday for more college football and some NFL. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and go get some winners.